Welcome to episode 19 of At Dyslexic Life with Joe Reese, the podcast. I really do hope everybody has had a great week. Now, I can't lie, I'm quite tired this morning. Uh, I've procrastinated for about half an hour um, in recording this. Um, And the reason why I'm quite tired is because one of my children was really unwell in the night with a migraine um so I didn't have much sleep so I know that today uh I'm going to need to take things slowly and I've had to rearrange my diary a little bit because I had some things that were quite heavy kind of thinking things and I just know that today is not the day to be tackling those things with a tired brain so I've moved those things to tomorrow kind of move some things around I've talked a bit before about um how I schedule my week and kind of plot things in and I'm fortunate enough because I work for myself I'm able to do that I know for people in workplaces it's much 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 more challenging to do that when you're tired And that kind of leads me on to my next point, really, about dyslexia and tiredness and parenting, actually. And we know that parenting comes with its own challenges. And but I think as somebody with dyslexia, we know that sleep is really important and we know that tiredness really impacts how we're able to function even more. If we're feeling a little bit tired, we know that we're likely to make more dyslexic errors. And I think for me, that's one of the things that I found really tricky adjusting to having children was not being in control of my sleep. And then that kind of having a bit of a knock on impact. And when I first had children, I didn't know I was dyslexic, kind of didn't really understand that that what was going that 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 was what was going on. See, I'm not going to be able to talk this morning. Um, But I think it's tricky because in our head as dyslexics we might plan that we want to do something or plot out or know that actually we've ring fenced that particular amount of time to do that particular job um because we know that we need a clear head or that we need a certain amount of time because something's going to take us longer and actually children can throw a bit of a spanner of the in the works with that can't they Um, So I think that's one of my main challenges with parenting, really. When I look back to when my children were really little, I mean, they're teenagers now, and obviously they do still need me. But I think that's one of the things that I find tricky. And it's not just children. Like, sometimes I think if you're in a workplace, in an open plan office, like when you've really got your head down and you're trying to get on with something and you're in the right mood to do that thing and you've got the inspiration actually when somebody interrupts you or somebody puts in that meeting last minute that's really stressful and that is potentially when we kind of internalize that stress because we mask because we don't want to let on that it's bothering us but actually it's kind of damaging us inside because we're worrying about it or or we don't manage to complete that piece of work as well as we thought we were going to be able to complete that, complete that piece of work because it's crammed into another time, the only time that we've got available. Um, so, yeah, so I just thought I'd kind of share those observations with you, really. Um, so, yeah, you're just going to have to bear with me because I might not be stringing sentences together very well this morning because I really have not had much sleep. The other thing is I cannot believe that last week in the podcast... 
I didn't mention the awesome Harry Clark winning traitors. Given I'd sniffed him out as a potential dyslexic and he'd confirmed it on social media with me and we'd had a little run of messages, um, I cannot believe I didn't celebrate that awesome dyslexic last week. So well done, Harry Clark. He clearly is um, living the dream right now with all of the interviews and everything, isn't he, on television? Um, which is which is exciting for him, for sure. But what a brilliant advocate and example of dyslexic thinking, for sure. How he won that game, how he was a traitor from the very beginning right to the very end. Um, and I don't know if anybody is really into traitors and on BBC iPlayer is watching uh, Traitors Australia. We have started watching it. And there is a guy on there, I mean, whether it was recorded before or after Harry was on Traitors, I don't know, but he is not playing it right, I don't think. He is, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next episode, but yeah, I almost feel like he's being way too maverick, trying to get rid of Traitors in like, well, like episode two, episode three, like literally, yeah, he's trying to throw traitors under the bus, like before he's even built relationships. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that one pans out. So this week has been quite an interesting week for Warwickshire County Council. Um, And if you haven't heard already, um, there was a video released, and I'm not really sure where the video came from, whether they released it themselves, I mean, if they did, goodness me, or whether somebody got hold of it. But anyway, it was a public video of three councillors talking about SEND funding and and it basically being a bottomless pit of funding that we were throwing at people and it wasn't going to make any difference was the long and the short of it. They said some pretty horrific things. Um, You know, where were all these SEND children when we were at school? We hadn't even heard of SEND. Um, It actually even made the BBC News um, and Warwickshire County Council have publicly apologised, apparently, for offending anyone. Um, But there's been quite a ruckus about it on social media. Um, Lots of people have created videos um, or written articles sharing their thoughts. And if you want to know my thoughts on it, you will find on TikTok there are two videos, one that is stitched... um, at the time with kind of like my immediate thoughts and then one that I recorded 24 hours later responding to the questions that they asked and the other place you can find a response is on Facebook on my personal page Joe Reese. Um, you will find um, an open letter to Warwickshire County Council um, which is a bit more official and formal um, again just articulating my thoughts around what they had to say about people with learning differences. And I think it's quite interesting because I myself was actually made redundant from my local authority. I was a specialist teacher and assessor and consultant for dyslexia. um, And I was made redundant because funding was cut. And it wasn't, I mean, obviously funding filters down from, um, from the government. And, you know, my direct line managers saw the value of the service but they were being kind of directed from above that that was a service that wasn't needed anymore and I think what's really interesting is is my I never wanted to be an independent dyslexia assessor I very much wanted to keep my services 
in school so that everybody could access them. But the harsh reality is schools don't have the funding to fund dyslexia assessors. Local authorities don't provide them because they haven't got the funding either. So if parents want to access a service, it has to be an independent service. And I think that's why so many independent services are popping up, because actually, when you look at the people that are running the independent services, we're people with learning differences ourselves that have been failed by the broken system ourselves. And we just really want to do better. And we don't want people to go through what we went through. So therefore, if the local authority isn't going to provide it, we are going to provide it for those people who are prepared to to pay for it. And actually, there are an awful lot of people prepared to pay for it. And this was another point I picked up on in the video. One of the counsellors commented, you know, where do we draw the line between what is parenting and what is actually SEND and I mean I guess they were kind of referring to behavior there maybe I don't know but I would argue that parents that seek independent assessments they're good parents like actually they're parents who are generally trying to and genuinely trying to do better and they're sacrificing all sorts of things to fund those assessments to ensure that their children have better chances than they had to ensure that their children's needs are correctly identified so they can advocate for them and support them in a way that enables them to kind of thrive rather than survive or be dragged through education so yeah if you haven't already do check out some of those videos or have a have a google for it on social media because it is um it is really 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 interesting I'd be interested to know some of your thoughts on it um and on social media I'm very excited because on TikTok I am incredibly close to 100k followers which literally blows my mind. It's it's roughly two years ago that I joined TikTok, very reluctantly. Um, I look, I cringe massively at my really early videos. Um, and I never dreamed that I would have 100,000 followers or be able to make the impact that I have in terms of supporting and empowering people and just building a community and network of people that don't feel as as alone. Um, So thank you so much if you are one of those followers. I really, really appreciate it. Um, And actually, if it wasn't for TikTok, I would never have been invited to talk at the Dyslexia show last year because that's where the founder, Aaron Smith, found me on TikTok. And I'm really excited to be heading back there five weeks today I'll be heading up to Birmingham NEC the show's actually on the Friday and the Saturday the 15th and the 16th of March Um, but yeah five weeks today there is still time to register Um, there are still spaces available in many of the talks some of them are free some of them are paid mine is a paid talk and my talk is survival to thrival um, a parent's guide to supporting dyslexia I'm quite excited that um, talking to Aaron yesterday, I'm 50% sold already, um, which is absolutely brilliant. But there are loads of talks, not just from about for parents, there are talks for educators, there are talks for workplace. Um, and right next door to the Dyslexia Show for the very first time is the Discount Curious Show. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a fantastic event. More, if nothing else, you get to network with your tribe like people that have 
neurodiverse needs that are dyslexic and it's just brilliant because you just you're with your people which is really 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 empowering and just a lovely lovely atmosphere um you know obviously as well as the talks there are stands with people kind of showcasing the latest technology apps software resources for school all sorts of things so yeah I really hope I do see some of you there and if you do bump into me and see me do let me know um but I think that's probably it for this week I've waffled on I feel like I've waffled on a bit this week um if you're new to the podcast please do go back and listen to previous episodes which I know many of you have been doing please feel free um to like and share far and wide um also don't forget to subscribe because that means you will be um notified when the next episode goes live but all that's left for me to say this week is always look on the dyslexic side of life but um but um but um but um have a great week guys <laughs>